This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and any education is incidental. While the host may use clean language, the content that you're talking about has no such guarantees. Between them, Heather and Nicole have over 40 years of music experience and over 40 years of dance. Point and Play is where they sit down with you to talk about their thoughts and opinions. Heather. Hi, I'm Nicole, and today we are still going through our various parts of why are things called the same name when they're different. Uh, question, question series from Ava. Uh, so today we are talking about the difference in halftime versus 4-4. Uh, really quick, before Heather takes this away, I'm just going to state out there for uh, our non-musician friends or our, our friends who maybe haven't thought about this in a very long time. The reason this is weird is that 4-4 four, four is four quarter notes per measure. And that means you are counting to four and you have four of a note that looks like a quarter note. Halftime is 2-2. Two, two, so you have two half notes per measure. And a half note is two quarter notes, so visually they look identical. (laughs) So, at least personally, I hate these two, but I also understand these two. I have had many directors who say, this is a slow um, 4-4, so I'm going to, you know, do the normal uh, conducting 4 pattern. Or this is a fast Four four. So I'm going to conduct it as if it's two, two uh, as if it's halftime, as if it's two half notes. So they just do two big beats, or it's you know, uh, whatever. My brain's not going to figure out the right direction the other way. But sometimes they'll split the the halftime into four beats if it's a slower pace. There we go. That's how that works. Um, <laughs> I as a percussionist have found that sometimes when I don't have a ton to play, therefore I don't have something that's giving me that visual of it is a very fast beat or it is a very slow beat because you are fitting a lot into it or not in a concert setting at least. Um, Concert percussion, you tend to have either one thing very um consistently through the piece so you're hitting the bass drum consistently through the piece your rhythm might change a little bit but like you're always playing it or you're doing effects so a random suspended cymbal roll or something like that so when i'm trying to count the measures and not get lost and i don't start playing at the beginning of the piece inevitably my first time trying to sight read through the piece i have no idea where i am within four measures <laughs> especially uh. especially if the director is not conducting it in the time signature written so if they've decided oh, yeah. to do four four but it's a halftime song especially like if it's a march and we're starting it slow because we're learning the piece 
Mm-hmm. I don't know where we are because I think that we should be so much further than we are. And then when we start to speed it up and they switch to the halftime, then I get confused because my brain's like, we should, we, how did we jump this far ahead? Um, but then when we do it again, my brain goes, oh, it's just this. It's fine. And we move on and everything's great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always confusing. Even though I've been playing, I've realized I've been playing for 15 years now. Um, I've been doing this music for forever. There is There are certain types of songs, such as a march, that you're probably not conducting a march in 4-4. You're probably conducting it in, in um, two large beats. Because the marches are faster, so you're, you're not waving your hands all around and your shoulders are going to die. Um, which then, like with one of those pieces recently, doing crash cymbals on beats one and three but the conductor is conducting it in in two two so he's just doing two beats and my brain was like am i supposed to wait am i supposed oh no i'm 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 crashing on every single hand movement of his okay cool duh that's how that works (laughs) so but functionally i know that there are certain types of songs that tend to be written in halftime or in 4-4. But practically, directors swap them all the time. All the time. And it's annoying. <laughs> but it's functional in the moment, but it confuses my brain. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you have a much Our... better technical <laughs> explanation of uh... understanding. Them. Okay, so uh, first off, um, I'm going to go ahead and highlight something that you said that is kind of actually legitimately the heart of the answer. It is so that conductor's hand movements and the actual beat that you are thinking about is like useful in any way, shape or form at all. <laughs> That's why we do this. Um, That is the heart of every iteration of this argument you will ever find. Now, that is speaking from a conductor standpoint and a, like, musician reading the hand movements standpoint. Because if you do 2-2 and the piece is too slow, then that beat is so... There's so much variation and, like, there's a wide amount of time between one beat to the next beat and it's very very difficult to actually split center and subdivide and make sure play smaller rhythms yeah and people are yeah exactly people are going to line up with their own heads and not together most likely but if you go too fast first off it's hard to conduct fast without tensing up and if you are practicing as a conductor uh a lot you theoretically will get to the point where you can go very very fast but the faster you go, typically the smaller your hand movements are, the faster you go, the easier it is to tense up and actually cause like the conductor's body to cause itself damage over time. Um, the faster you go, the harder it is to read beats because the hand is just moving forever. So it's the opposite problem of going slow and not being, being able to read the hand fine and it doing nothing for you. So that's the heart of... Why do conductors flip between conducting two half notes, two half beats, 
or four quarter notes if you have a measure that has four quarter notes in it, no matter what the time signature is. That's why. Um, now, <laughs> with regards to the time signature itself, uh, take this with a grain of salt because this is one of those things where I am fully aware that there might be another historical reason and thing that I just haven't encountered yet. But the thing, the major contributor that I know of, again, kind of tapping on what you said and building on that, uh, has to do with marching specifically because uh, it is easier to... So a lot... Okay, structurally, marches have a problem because... uh, From a, a composer standpoint, because... If your march is very slow, we have a word for that, and it's called dirge. <laughs> and it's not it's not helpful. <laughs> when you're trying to play march music, usually that march music is like a, a cadence to step to initially to keep everybody kind of moving at the same pace and without running into each other and, you know, feet going at the same time so you're not kicking each other or spreading apart. You can, you know, kind of walk in a formation or march in a formation and and also, you know, keep people moving and keep people from kind of lagging and feeling slow and keeping their brain occupied with something other than just walking forever. And so you don't want slow music because it will it will have the opposite of your intended effect. But you also want music where it is faster than what you are actually physically walking to because you don't want to wear everybody out in 20 minutes or less. You want this to be a marathon and not a sprint. So marches have a problem because you have to write faster music for slower steps, fundamentally. Now, does that mean that every march is like that? No. (laughs) I'm sure there are some marching pan people who are going, wait, what? I moved fast. Yes, you did on a field for less than three minutes. And it was hard the first day you had to do it. Imagine doing that for an eight hour and marches pre-car area. Yeah, I was gonna say marches originally yeah. weren't for for armies um, <laughs> performance for you know a max of a no. seven minute show. It was for the army <laughs> marching and staying together. They were they were and- for they were for combat purposes. <laughs> yeah, so need um, need to uh, format yeah. um, formations and <laughs> exactly. So uh, you know, marching band is great and absolutely not the initial purpose of a march. Uh, post cars becoming a thing, uh, we also had like street parades and things like that that were more and more common that were also typically used in March Cadence. Again, for a similar reason, because those parades are not a maximum time length of like 10 minutes. You can have people in a parade that are going for two or three or four hours, um, playing and dancing and marching and walking and you know, even little itty bitty tiny marches in the town where Heather and I went to college, which went like, I don't know, three miles school, or something. Not like college, it, but anyway. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a college. It's a college town where we were at school. Yeah. We didn't go to college. <laughs> That's at the fine. Same college, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We And neither of us went to college in that town either. So, yeah. but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we had, we had parades every once in a while and we were in them because of things and we would be out there for two or three hours and we were going like three miles now were we marching that whole entire time 
No. My but my point is that it's exhausting and it's a long span of time. And even for the tiny march of those marches. Yeah, even for this itty bitty little showy march. It was still you were out there for <laughs> it was an still hour a lot. and you were still standing that entire yeah. time and then marching and trying to stay together and not trying yeah. to or, or space at least, out your your feet to hit a mark. Right. You like were, even it yeah. Like maybe not stay together, but definitely not like wander off from each other so uh (laughs) from a any functional standpoint pieces that have two two are like that because your beat is your footstep and halftime two two allows you to write music that is four four and is played a little bit faster with being communicating this message to your players that the drum beat so to speak the literal footstep the actual beat of people's feet hitting the ground is going to be every other count essentially it's going to be every other quarter note it's going to be one three one three one three one three because that's how you just keep walking together (laughs) And that's why. It's because it was functionally a very practical thing uh, for composers to write because it solved all of those like conflicting needs in one fell swoop. Um, now, in our modern day, most of the time, we're not performing marches while we're moving. <laughs> and we're just putting them in, in shows or in concerts or paired with something else for effect or, you know, and... We lose that context because we don't we no longer have the actual need that required the writing on the page to look different Um, in that context. We're not in context for where it was designed. And so we just we just don't really need that anymore. But we still write marches into two because some people do take that song and then go march to it or go move to it or use it as walking music or whatever. Yeah. Um. I would like to make a really wild, I think, <laughs> uh, modern comparison. Go for it. And uh, if anybody has ever had, like, rave music or, like, techno music when you're trying to get people to, like, move around. Like, not at, not at a, 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 a club or something. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, like, if you're just trying to get people pumped up so that they can keep going put on techno if somebody was trying to conduct techno and i realize that conducting the computer song is not actually very practical it's not really a thing we do but if you were to picture now techno tempos with a person with their hands telling you where that beat is they're not conducting every beat because that's too fast and it's not helpful they're going to conduct every other beat probably they're going to conduct in halftime so I cannot remember the name of the song that we're doing on the fourth this year for the orchestra I'm in. Oh, okay. but it it has it is that it, no, it has the <laughs> da, da 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 as a as a, um, oh. a theme in it. It's not that song though, but it's oh it's okay. That I was going to say my brain is so that's yeah that's, yeah yeah. So that's one three one three. Also. At least how my head is playing it, the song shots, bum 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 bum. 
Yeah. It's the same tempo. It's the same. Your body can jump to that. Your body can move to that. Yeah. And keep it up. And that's an energizing pace. And so, that's very close to stereotypical march tempo. Exactly. It's ex- for exactly the same reason. So, yeah. So there's a, there's a practical example. That's not techno, but it's a <laughs> song used yeah. to the exact same, like trying to hype people up and everything. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a range where if humans are walking and they're trying to keep going and not lose momentum and you're thinking an able-bodied person who is not slowing down for other reasons and can keep like footsteps Mm -hmm. in time, there is a tempo range that human beings go, aha, this is my go music. This is the right time. This is not too fast and I can hear all of it, but it keeps me moving. Yep. And marches are right in that tempo, but in that tempo is just a little bit too fast for conducting, especially like, I would also like to point out, and I realize that the segment has gone much longer than we usually intend. (laughs) um, So I will, we will wrap this up. But uh, I would also like to point out that um, the, 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 the conductor, you know, portion of this um when you're thinking like an actual march in its initial context you need to transfer that to the drum beat so there's an added element there where like if your drum is your tempo and you're drumming on every beat and then you're not drumming on every beat that's disconcerting but if you know it's in halftime and you know that that means it's every other quarter note well, now it makes sense and it lines up again and it's great. And the drum major standing at the front waving the baton in the air is doing the exact same rhythm. They can't do it double time. They can't do well, that's it. That's marching time. band. I know. No, no, no. That's I'm ta- marching. I'm, I'm talking, going back to army time. I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about when they're leading a parade. When they're, oh, yeah. yeah okay. That's fair. Yeah. 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 You, have to, you um, have to visually be able to see it and they can't just be like pumping their fist in the air for, you know, the entire song. For- it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is going to be bad either now or in 20 years when they have uh, have some issues. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Rotator like don't tense. <laughs> just just right. Just in general, they just, you know, they just have arthritis because just just wear and tear. Uh, I mean, in general, good advice for pretty much everything you ever do as a human being. Learn how to relax your muscles while doing it. You will gain speed over time better and faster than you would have otherwise. You will have a greater ability to keep going because you're not wearing yourself out. And you will avoid damage later (laughs) because of things you're doing now when you're still young and have the ability to recover theoretically. And if you're older and learning things, you're not going to damage yourself immediately. So conduct in 2-2 and not 4-4, JK. (laughs) <laughs> and loosen up yeah. all the time yeah. forever with every everything you ever do learn how to relax and it will be better for you and better for your body now that's not easy <laughs> but the more you can think about that as you move and do things just the easier it is but it's directly related to to this
Are you tired of watching your beloved characters being tortured by careless authors? Are you sick of feeling like they could have swapped out all of the painful action and the plot would remain untouched? Subscribe to Books That Burn, the fortnightly book review podcast focusing on fictional depictions of trauma. We assume that the characters' reactions are reasonable and focus on how badly or well they were served by their authors. Join us for our minor character spotlights, main character discussions, and favorite non-traumatic things in the dark books we love. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can you believe we've been friends for seven years? And it all started because I compared you to Alana the Lioness. Tamara Pierce really set the tone of our friendship. A love of magic. Briar Moss. Fantasy. Briar Moss. Powerful women. And of course, Briar Moss. Moss. I'm Anna. And I'm MJ. And we invite you to join our Circle of Friendship, where we do a chapter-by-chapter deep dive into the Circle of Magic series by Tamara Pierce. We answer important questions like, how does Moonstream let certain dedicates take care of children? Can you imagine anyone else but Mandy Patinkin playing Nico? Knives, Briar. And Knives! Join us every other Monday at cofpodcast.libsyn.com or wherever you download podcasts. But seriously, Knives... So I kind of want to hear your impressions first because I have opinions about this <laughs> uh, choreography. I mean, I made the observation that in general, uh, K-pop groups are very good at formations and this group is not an exception to that. Um, oh, yeah. It's also, I would say, very oh, nonchalant or understated compared to a lot of the choreography that They're I've seen. so they're just yeah they're just like as people as people dancing this court they're as people as dancers they are so comfortable they're not trying to do the big and flashy they are every and every movement is very intentional as choreography usually is um but it is very just smooth and into this one and we're just vibing um which is really cool uh the the one thing that i didn't like and it's entirely just me personally is okay how much twerking yeah well yeah, that's, that's my thing. only thing that's my that's my only stylistic thing of like mm. <laughs> but that's completely me personally as a consumer going i that's not my favorite but yeah. they did it well and they didn't do it like a ton and they didn't do it like <laughs> look at me look at me but it was definitely present um but again that's just my own personal preference um, but they they did do a really good job and they were very comfortable and very well practiced and very smooth. Uh, and there was a moment when one of the the females, uh, I don't know their names. I was going to try to call up, come up with names. Don't know their names. Uh, literally in the middle of like, as they're Here, doing a rotation, just, you know, brushes her hair out of her face as you would <laughs> when you're not performing. Like that level of nonchalance of just like, yeah, this isn't, a, this isn't a planned choreographed move i'm just doing it right and it looked completely fine anyway that's my, uh, that's my i can maybe get you the name because <laughs> people have typed them in the comments uh do you know blonde hair or brown hair brown hair brown hair okay yeah it was towards the second half because uh, we watched their in. okay yeah she just just super nonchalantly just yeah brushed her hair out of her face as they're in the middle of a of a transition. I don't know why that 
I guess that struck me because I'm so used to in a performance setting, like you do what is choreographed and that's it. You're not adjusting your yeah. glasses. You're not like, unless it's a technical difficulty and right. in dance, unless you if your can't... hair's in your well, face, you flip it out of your face. Fair... You don't move your hand to move it out of your face. Yeah, I typically. mean, she did pick, like, the singular good moment when she yeah, was, was great. literally behind somebody else. It was great. Yeah. And it and it, and it it added to the, she was just walking, so it added to the yeah. strut of it a little bit. But you could oh, tell yeah. that that wasn't a choreographed, planned moment. It was her it was, taking yeah, it was very advantageous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, you Okay, so here's, I have opinions about this video. First off, this is my favorite choreography card video it is my favorite choreography small group video in k-pop and it is my favorite four person dance choreography video here's why in my personal opinion uh not only are the dancers great uh not only are they super relaxed super nonchalant in a way that like not even all experienced professional dancers of any genre in any style are. Um, but they are like this before they debut. <laughs> like, yes, I know that K-pop artists go to school literally to be a K-pop artist and maybe they make it and maybe they get chosen and maybe they don't. And I realize that these are professionals coming out of the gate, but you will see, like, I would even argue the vast majority of professional dancers, at least in the U.S. and from what I've seen of K-pop groups, look like they are performing. They're doing the thing. These guys are just like, oh, this us? Would, oh, music's on? Same. Let's go. <laughs> like, yeah, this, they're this so could, chill. This could have been... Uh, no, they didn't choreograph it. They were just pulling it out of their butt and it just worked really well in terms yeah. of the nonchalance of it. They're so and it's not it's not just that it's nonchalant, but that they're relaxed. They're comfortable. Yeah. They are comfortable in a way that I would love every single person who ever does a dance that I ever choreograph to be comfortable with my choreography. Um it's, it's kind of the way of like when you watch them and you're like, oh, then it can't be that hard. And then you try to yeah. do it and you're like, oh, oh, that exactly. hard. That yeah. real hard. Never mind. They're that the, real hard. Yeah, they're the they are this video is a very, very good representation of exactly that. Yeah. Um okay, the other reason I love this video is because in my personal opinion, this is a case study on how to do formations in a small group. Specifically, four to six people. This is how to do it. Um there are, I believe I had counted at one point, and I'm I'm not counting it as a different formation if it's just different people in the same yeah. uh, formation. Like if they've just swapped. I had counted 10 at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I'm counting like if a line is is vertical versus horizontal versus diagonal, that's three. Uh they have a diamond where they, they are hiding. Diamond. They have a diamond where they're hiding the back person, a diamond where they are not hiding the back person. That's two more. So that's five. They have a flipped inverted kind of like stretched out diamond, like you said. That's six. They have parallelogram is seven. It's going to be more than 10. Parallelogram is seven. Then you have the part in the 
David Oh, then you have you have two pairs where they're just pairs, but they're pulled apart from each other. So they're not in a line. They're just two separate people, two separate groups. And then you have um, where they are diagonal paired moving around each other. And then you flip it. So you have the pair in the middle and singles on the outside. I think that's 11. There's a lot. And they- there's there's at least two more that I don't have a good way of like distinguishing them verbally without like drawing a picture. And they're there's not at least, moving. There's every at least thirteen. Either. Right. There's at least thirteen separate, very good, very solid four person formations, and they are all formations that you could very easily take and t- grab five or six, but not more than that. People and expand out with the same concepts and get more distinct visuals. And the point of this is the visual. It's not that like, oh, well, you said para- you said diamond, then you said stretched out diamond, then you said parallelogram. Those are all four points. Like, yes, <laughs> they are. The point is the visual. There are, there, are, there are at least 13 and probably at least one or two more distinct visuals created with four people. And the thing is, that's hard. That's hard to do choreography-wise. It's hard to come up with things that make sense. And to make it's it hard not look do... like we're moving to a new formation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's well, that's the dancer side where, like, they have to sell it and they have uh-huh. to make it look good. But also the thing, and, I, and Heather had mentioned uh, as we were watching, Heather had said, uh, actually, do you want to say what you said or you want me to? I said a lot of things. Which thing? But how okay. they did the formation? How they rotate. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you have whoever's in front moves a little bit up and then to the side. And then whoever is in the back is the one making the forward movement. And then if you're going backwards, once you're out to the side is when you go back. So you never have the people in the front risking running into someone. unless they're. And I would have to watch it to see if they ever did that motion at all. But if they did... I don't my think money, they do. My money would be that the people to the side were completely to the side, and then the one person <laughs> said, but I think it was constantly moving forward. I think, yeah, and it, then was always, like forward, it was always side, the back, middle, forward, side, back. It was always the middle comes forward, and then the sides go out, and mm-hmm. then back. Or if you're going and, into the line, then the front person steps to the side and up, and now you're in a diet. Like, it's, it's very yeah. much... You're never moving backwards where you're not watching where you're going. Right. And the you're person never behind moving, you might not be You're never moving into your blind spot ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're always able to see, which is hard to visualize. Like, this is one of those things where, like, I have tried to explain it to students <laughs> as I have given them choreography <laughs> because they're like, oh, well, if, you know, I'm trying to teach, like, some of the older kids, I would try and teach them pathing. And they're like, well, I can just cut right through there. I can see away. I'm like, yeah, but the person who is right there is going to hit the mirror if you do that because you are blocking them and they can't move and they have to move also because yeah. we don't have that much space in this room. And so, it does, and they're like, but we will on stage. And it's like, it doesn't matter. And they're like, well, I can see. I'm like, yes, but they can't. And explaining that concept and even, like, there's a lot of choreography. Let's be real. It's not just students. There's a lot of choreography that I have seen where they have set their dancers up to collision mm-hmm. if the front person just moves and the back person isn't ready for Something. literally any reason. And this, the choreography in this video thinks about that. Yeah. They think about these things and they don't avoid the need for them is the thing. They just deliberately are prepared. 
And then when it comes to the uh, the other thing about smaller pe- person choreography or formations, movements in general, is that your dancers have to be just as aware of what you are doing as the choreographer does. Because if your dancers are not aware of the goal, they don't make the shapes and they don't give you the visual. So your choreographer can be great, but if the dancers don't sell it or they don't do it correctly, it's hard. And the thing is, this is weird. It's easy in a medium-sized group. <laughs> it's difficult in a very large group and it's difficult in a very small group. And I would class personally, I would class a small group as seven like fewer than 7 people and I would class a large group as like greater than 16. So, this is a small group. And visuals are hard. Well, something that they like do it. They do a good job. One of our dance teachers, specific. I don't think just one, but my brain's only thinking of one specific instance. We would have, yeah, um, for whatever dance we were doing, whenever we, when our or our class was larger than about four people, it was hey, whenever we do this cross the room, anything or this integration, anything. Oh, right side goes and yeah, like right side goes behind, left goes in front. Yeah. Um, so if you guys are crossing towards each other, whoever is coming from the left side, they're just doing their thing. It's the right's responsibility to make sure they go behind, but the left has to make sure they move up. So yeah, because, I think left over right is a classical yeah, ballet thing. In but general, we had that conversation applied that to in everything. order for as she's teaching us the choreography to not have to stand there and go. So you, 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 you will go. But instead, it's just left over the right. Here we go. Um, and then when we were, we were in smaller groups, then we could be more picky about you will make sure to step up and you will make sure to step behind in order to avoid the collision. And we had to be very on top of that in order to not have right. collisions. Right. But this is, this is like, yeah, it, it's just, um, I don't know. I just, I think it's, I think it's great. I think the choreography and the attention to detail is great. I think taking advantage of your dancers in this way is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, not everybody can do that. And I'm going to, I'm not going to name names, (laughs) but there are K-pop groups I have seen where one of those elements is missing. Either the choreography does not have them moving around a lot because, I mean, okay, sometimes it is a very intentional, clearly obvious thing where if you have a group where you have one person and it's their solo, but the group is performing or, yeah. you know, um, you have your your people that are the ones doing the singing and so you kind of, or the rapping, and you kind of have like, that person is just up front for a while and then the whole group just walks around and is now in a new position. Like, okay, fine. That makes sense. But sometimes there are, there are groups where, and this is not just K-pop, this is, dancing everywhere where you'll have like the person who you're supposed to see kind of steps forward and then goes back and then the next person steps forward and then goes back and it's like you know sometimes it's the choreographer doesn't know how sometimes it's too much for the dancers but in this group and particularly like it's all of card all of their stuff but especially this video the choreographer is very clearly taking advantage of the skills that these four people have and there's also and just have to a level where they can do this incredibly complicated rotational yeah. ever evolving formula and and sell it and make it look effortless make it look like they're just having fun because they can and that's not what's happening but it is what it, it looks like and it's very very good the other thing i was going to say is that there is a way to do a formation where 
the people in the front are moving back and uh-huh. it is two there's two ways one the people in the back are the ones moving to the side and the front has to trust that the people in the back will move out uh, you yeah. do that with marching band a lot because you're trying to never it, turn away unless it's for a specific moment in the show you want to be facing the front at all times um as like a general rule so you would right if you're moving backwards the people behind you are the ones that have to get out of the way and you have to trust that but when you're doing dance you know you can turn and show your back it's not as nice (laughs) yeah but so the other way to do it is to literally have the people in the front turn around and walk back which you do see groups doing and what i loved with this is they never had that need yeah they showed their back to us they they showed different angles but it was never i turn and walk back no right no all motion all movement is forward facing or a spin where they still land even partially facing front they might be at an angle they might be to the side they might be facing each other but they're at an angle where they are facing the front somewhat even when they're in their pairs uh final thought is like with what you're saying with that like they they do have choreography where they're not facing you but like uh there's a feeling emotion to this choreography because they do have all of them at various times go out to the side and then straight back once they know they're their fellow dancers are right there and they're not going to hit them. They all do that at different moments. But this like middle always coming center. forward. Right. This Where center coming is, forward is not feeling. Turning back on you. Well, none of, I'm not even talking about turning this back. I'm talking about like stepping backward. Like you're oh, okay. yeah, yeah. like moving backward, facing forward. Um, It has a feel of they are coming at you. Mm-hmm. In a way which is very, very, very good for a group that is singing and dancing at the same time and does not have a lot of people to kind of take up space. It's a very smart choice because it it if you tried to do that constantly with a group of like 20 people, you <gasps> would feel as an audience member, you would feel overwhelmed. You would feel like they are getting too close, even though that's not actually happening. Mm-hmm. But with four, it feels like they never move away from you. Even though they don't actually get any closer, <laughs> but it f- has that feeling of like they're always coming up to you and and singing to you, especially in the video. And that's again, it's very smart decisions, and it's something that is difficult to do. And dancing wise, they are selling it, and they are doing a great job. And choreography wise, that was taken advantage of, and it's very very good. It's so cool. It's a really good video. Thank you for hanging out with us today. If you would like to interact with us on social media, you can find us at Point and Play on both Twitter and Instagram. To find all of our videos that we talk about on the podcast, as well as other things we think are interesting or important, head over to our Point and Play YouTube channel. If you would like to support us by dropping us some money, you can head over to either our monthly Patreon or our one-time payment Ko-fi link. All of these links are in the episode description. We'll see you next time.